In this episode of The Courage of a Leader, my guest is Joey Vitale of the Business Growth Advantage. Joey shares with us some universal truths about how leaders in any situation or industry can think like the best top-level leaders and achieve phenomenal growth and results. I'm glad you're here to listen in. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real-life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results, and you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. You and I have had conversations that often our mindset or our Mm. beliefs can get in our way. So when you're working with business owners to grow their influence, to grow their business, their impact, their revenue, what belief are you most often debunking, Mm. right? Or what's, what's getting in their way? Man, that's such a good question. What I think is so fascinating, and I I had an amazing English teacher in high school who helped give me this aha moment of life happens. Yeah. And then we use language to describe what's happening. Yes. And therefore, like our language in a very real sense creates the reality that either we are perceiving and our internal, you know, dialogue is saying, this is what's happening right now. Or when we're communicating with others and we're sharing, you know, what happened with our day or how our business is going. And so the, the main thing that I try and be as good as I can at is listening closely to what people are saying, because it's all Mm -hmm. a story. Mm -hmm. And we, I talk a lot with my team and with people that I do consulting with about the importance of, of getting clear on what's happening. But there's, a, there's an inherent limitation in our English language where there's always going to be some type of an emotional edge or tone to the way that we speak. Mm-hmm. And so the goal isn't really to be 100% scientific, objective, clear on what we're saying in an emotionless way. It's how can we describe this giving enough oomph of positivity and possibility mm-hmm. because we get to choose how we're going to interpret things that we're seeing. So, so that's one thing is mm-hmm. just those, those beliefs of negativity or scarcity. And the other thing is this, this internal, in, in the way that we talk, yeah. we're so hardwired for survival So a lot of our 
either our fears or our, our deep desires as business owners, it's tainted by, well, what do we think is safe? Mm-hmm. How are we trying to protect ourselves here? What if something goes wrong? Yes. And so, so I'm listening closely both for any like negative language, um, but really any like underlying assumptions that they're making mm-hmm. that, that might be showing scarcity or defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, we have, we all have this internal dialogue in our minds. And the neuroscience behind it is amazing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like we, we've developed this brain where it's act, we're talking to ourselves constantly. And most people, we really believe that we are that voice inside our heads. Yeah. Yep. And it takes work, but the truth is that that is not who we are. Yeah. And the more that we can become just more meta aware of that, Mm-hmm. and choose action over habit mm-hmm. and and see oh i'm i'm not my default gut first instinct when i'm observing this problem mm-hmm. that's where true leadership happens and i i'm sure that you've yes. seen instances of this time and time again yes yes um i i love everything that you're saying uh i think that you're describing very powerful listening that any consultant mm-hmm. or coach, whether we're being a coach for our colleague, right. To, to listen, to hear the assumptions, uh, any cues of negative soft self-talk, it's never going to be possible or they're not going to understand it uh, or what's not being said. Yeah. Right. That's what's not being said in between what they they are saying and being able to shed light on those blind spots or those assumptions that all human beings make. Yeah. Um, because totally. of how our brains work. Right. Assumptions that we're we're making, yet we have a choice about them once we have awareness that they're right. running the show. Right. And that is such a well put recap of what I just said. The The truth is too, that it's, it's not easy and it can be very painful mm-hmm. to be on the receiving end of this type of coaching or to, to step into a new level of leadership because you're, you're deciding to do the unsafe things. You're, you're having to admit that you're wrong in a lot of different instances. Um, but I know that you work with the types of people who they're very committed to making a difference, to making an impact, to being a really good, strong leader. If we are going for something new, something extraordinary, a, a big vision, then our brains are going to revolt yeah. and try to protect us. So the fact that negative self-talk is happening doesn't mean you're doing it all wrong, right? Could right. be you are, you are, you are going for it. You are putting yourself out there personally, professionally, 
and your amygdala is scanning for those threats and sees them and is trying to protect you. Yeah. So it's not not having those kinds of thoughts. Right. But playing the game of noticing them as frequently as we can, because we have tens of thousands of thoughts a day. We're not going to catch them all. And acting in spite of those. I love the way that you call it a game too, (laughs) because when you, when you create a relationship with your goals, where it's about being committed and not being attached, you're able to work towards your goals, whether it's just you or with your team in a way that feels super light because you're already winning the game, whether you Mm -hmm. hit the goal or not, Mm -hmm. you in like a really strong pursuit of it is the win. And so the, the pressure is off and it's, and it's no longer, you know, how can I avoid and minimize that negative self-talk? It's just, oh, that's interesting that my brain just went there. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I love and, how and you how just would said I that. I'd rather be feeling. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how my brain just went there? Yeah. Right. That comes yes. back to what you were saying earlier. So many people assume we are the thoughts that are running through our heads. But now yeah. you're creating a little bit of distance there. My yeah. brain, my amygdala in particular, is telling me that yeah. that that this is making up an opinion about this. Right. And now I have choice about whether to buy into that yeah. or not. So you are hearing from Joey Vitale, my guest today. I'm so glad he's with me today. He's an internationally renowned speaker, award-winning attorney, and business growth consultant. He has spoken to tens of thousands of people across the world. Joey has worked with influential brands like Velocity Work, Maximum Lawyer, and The Future. As a trusted business growth consultant, Joey helps mission-driven law firm owners who want to achieve exponential growth and transform into recognized thought leaders so they can make a bigger impact. His forthcoming book is entitled The Business Growth Advantage, How Law Firm Visionaries Can Achieve Limitless Income, Crack the Social Media Code, and Become Breakthrough Thought leaders. Looking forward to that book, Joey. And thank you for being with us today. I am just honored. And it's really a blast to be here with you, Amy. You know how much I love you. We, we, we always have fun chatting and we, we, could, we could do this for hours. I know. Uh, next, I want to ask you, what is the most important thing that leaders can do to put themselves on that exponential growth path? Mm. I love this question. And I'm, I'm so glad that I've had the past couple of weeks that I had um, because I've been trying to think about uh, a lot what it is that I can tap into um, that regardless of whether this goes on you know, a a slogan or a book or whatever, like, what is it that makes me different? And Mm -hmm. I had this this great coaching call uh, 
with, with two people who they're a married couple. One's a business coach. The other one is like a messaging strategist and like a wordsmith. Hmm. And she was like, they both knew me pretty well, but they were asking really great, thoughtful questions and going deep on things. And I could see them circling certain words that I was saying. And it's great to have those type of people in your life. Yes. And at the end, they were like, Joey, your why statement is that you believe that leadership starts with letting go. Ooh, leadership starts with letting go. Okay, say more. And when I heard that, I was like, yep, you guys are the best at, at getting that stuff out. The, the reason why that just feels so good for me and mm-hmm. I am just so convinced of the truth of that statement is that I had a really serious health issue a couple of years back and I had no choice but to let go. Mm. Uh, it was like being forced out of the office. And luckily my team that I had in place stepped up. Um, and it was, it was through being forced to go out of office mm. and being forced to delegate stuff, including like my social security number to a team that maybe I didn't quite feel ready to give all that stuff to. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I am so grateful for the lessons and how I changed through that experience. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a, self, a sense of self-confidence to continue to let go in my business, to work with others to do so. And it, it is crazy how much your business grows and how much better it feels Mm -hmm. as your business grows when you just have this sense of letting go at the heart of it all. Yes. Oh, yes. And I'm just thinking about how this applies to leadership throughout our careers, Mm. right? If you're that individual contributor moving into your first people leader role, you need to let go of some of the doing and bring in some of the leading and the empowering and the developing. And then when you go from being that leader to that leader of leaders, Mm -hmm. it's another step of letting go. What Marshall Goldsmith wrote his book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, yeah, the ever letting go and um, business owners being able to let go and let teams in so that collectively you can leverage different strengths, get different perspectives and do more together. Yeah. Leadership starts with letting go. What a great phrase. I... Love it. I love it. And I, I think that it's, uh, I think it's both a, a truth and it's, it's a way for, for me to tell if I'm working with the right people. Because a lot of people don't believe this. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe they say that they do, but if you watch their behavior, It's not really in alignment with this. So Joey, you had a personal situation where you were in essence forced to let go in many ways. We've got our brains working against us here. We've Mm -hmm. got 
patterns and habits that we've been entrenched in for decades. How do you help leaders, business owners start to let go? Yeah, this this might sound counterintuitive, but the first thing I do is I lean in to their concerns. Nice. Okay. And I'm like, I want to hear it. Tell me what you think is going to happen. What are those worst case scenarios? Mm -hmm. And I work with them to just build a long laundry list of worst case things. And we get it out. Mm -hmm. Because once you, once you actually write it out, that in itself just says, okay, like that. There it is. That's the worst that could happen. That's the worst that could happen. And then once you look at it, you're like, okay, zombies might happen before this happens, <laughs> but you, you, you get that all done. And then we shift and we say, okay, I call this the trust seesaw. Okay. We're going to get off of this side of the seesaw. We're going to go to the other side and just sit mm-hmm. from the other side of this. What if seesaw, what good could happen? And might be possible. Yeah what might be possible. And it's really interesting because the gears move slowly at first mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, I, I haven't really been thinking about what I want to have happen here. I've been so focused on avoiding these bad case scenarios. But once you start writing stuff, it becomes a little addicting and it's way easier after a while to fill up that second list. And I learned this primarily from one of my dear friends and mentors who uh, she leads and facilitates team retreats. And she always facilitates these conversations and, and planning for the future quarter or future year by saying, okay, we want to get all of the barrier. Once we figure out what our goal is, Let's list all the barriers mm-hmm. that we see. And then if we were able to overcome that barrier, let's make a list of what the payoffs would be for each of those barriers. And then in the middle, let's work on strategy. But we're, it's not a strategy to avoid the barrier. It's a strategy to achieve the payoff. Okay. Uh-huh. I love it. It all gets thought through. Yeah. And it helps ensure that those barriers are not secretly running the show. Right. Having us hesitate in moments because that concern, that barrier is swirling in the background. We've brought it out. We've had a healthy analysis of it. Yeah. And we've got the best ideas for strategy. That, yeah. that we've collectively come up with. Yeah, you're, you're actually working towards a vision instead of trying to run away from a nightmare. <laughs> yes. Let's go get on the ba- best case scenario side of the seesaw. Yeah. <laughs> because living with these concerns is just going to keep holding us back. Yeah. And now what I'm working on doing both myself and with the business owners that I work with is what, how can you create your day and your week 
so that you're just always on that other side of the seesaw mm. and people can come to you with things and maybe you're paying them to sit on the other side of the seesaw for you. Mm-hmm. But really quarterbacking your attention is the visionary. Yes. I, I love this, this Joey. I talk um, a lot about how it's easy to just get into the swirl of busyness mm. yeah. these days. Well, and also a swirl of cynicism sure. and we're touching, we're touching on, on that as well. But yeah, when you have that strategy to get the payoff that you're looking for, right? you've got your why right in front of you and you've got your most important work right in front of you. And how do you start your days making sure um, that you do that stuff first or there's time built into your days to do right. that important stuff? Because otherwise, we will just get into the swirl of responding to emails or other things that ping us and come right. our way during our days Yeah, and not get to that important work. Yeah, you got to avoid those swirls. Yes. I'm going to shift gears. On you, Joey, and ask ask another question, because part of your subtitle of your book is crack the social media code. Hmm. And I know a lot of leaders who own businesses um, or are very conscious about their online presence. Yeah. Right there. They um, they 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 want to convey a particular rep- reputation so that they're able to get involved in the work and make the difference in the world that they want to make what are what are leaders doing wrong when it comes to social media mm. or what do we need to know to have that's a the- really good question well this this doesn't apply to all leaders but if okay. you're a business owner and if you're yeah. what i would term a, a thought leader then you need to make sure that you're considering profit in your social media strategy. Yeah. And which means having a really, really good offer that when people, when the right people hear it, they want to throw credit cards at your face Mm -hmm. and having a sales machine in place so that you can effectively take potential good fits quickly down that no like and trust cycle. Mm-hmm. So you need to, to validate that you have the offer, the positioning, and that, that sales machine in place. Um, once you have that, then you get to look into just visibility. Okay. You're, you're, you're now, you can now can just attract. One profit a, to visibility. From yes, yeah. yes. So once you've once you've got that that profit center in place with your offer and your sales machine, now it's just about okay, how can I get as many eyes around mm-hmm. this as possible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people then jump to okay, do I create Facebook groups, podcasts, whatever? And all that's all that's great, mm-hmm. but there is a uh, a sneaky shortcut here. Okay. For com- community and connection. And what can I do to save myself some effort while I'm trying to build up my own audience of getting shared visibility mm-hmm. on being a guest expert on other people's podcasts, on being a really engaged 
member of a Facebook group that's really complementary to what I do? How can I start to build referral, uh, referral networks and have a strategy around referrals? And so, uh, again, this is, this is something that just makes cracking the social media code way easier. Again, mm-hmm. having it so that it's, it's highly profitable, you know that things work. Yeah. And, and then it's all about like going on tour, so to speak. Yes. Very clear to see your focus on growth mm-hmm. in your response there. Yeah. And I love that you went for, to profit. A lot mm. of organizations are spend are investing a ton in their social media presence. What is the ROI, right? And if yeah. we want growth, right, we we want that to be revenue growth, right? And then we we want to be getting in front of more eyes. And then I love this 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 challenge of how do you use your um, how do you leverage your connections in a win-win sort of way to expand the circle? Yeah. Right. So your your first circle is involving your second circle is involving your third circle and and so on. Yeah. And I also just want to say, especially if you're a business owner that is thinking about social media and you're wanting to sell things like a book or a course or a program, with profit comes impact. Mm-hmm. And the best way for you to make a change in people's lives is for them to buy your stuff so that they can get the result that they want. Yeah. And yeah. I'm all for being a giver and putting out free information and all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, you, if, if you're really committed to the success of your business, the sustainability of it, and really to helping people. Yeah then that's, those are all reasons why we need to focus on profit. Yeah. And then once, once we feel like the going on tour with other people's platforms and that shared visibility space is starting to pay off. And once we start getting more people who are just noticing us as like the person on the main stage of the concert and not the front runners or whoever, then now we can really step into what most people think of when it comes to like thought leadership and what to put on social media and things like that. Mm-hmm. And this is about being irresistible because you get to be, not because you have to be. Ooh, okay. Yep. So in my opinion, a lot of people rush to the social media wins of what can I do to get a bunch of followers? You know, how can I go after these major PR opportunities so I can say I was featured in Forbes or Inc or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot, a lot of these visibility milestones are things that we're chasing after. If we don't have those other things in place, these metrics don't usually translate to sales. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned this the hard way mm-hmm. years ago, I got really lucky and had a little bit of skill. And I was able to grow a Facebook group to over 7,000 members. And they were all nice. on paper, my ideal niche. Powerful. Yeah. But very few of them converted into sales. And my team and I had to make the hard conversation to archive that group. We've since shifted away from that being a primary niche for us. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm hearing really some of the same messages about checking our assumptions. Yeah. Yes. Right. Being, being really clear about our growth goals. Yep. Right. And what are going to be our, 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 our lovers to help us get there. Yeah. Right. So that we can make a difference, right. In the ways, in the ways that we want to. Joey, you have said so many powerful things today. I mean, first you were talking about how you bring powerful listening to your client relationships. Mm. And uh, yeah, just then we also talked about how we can listen to ourselves and be aware of that self-talk, right? Yeah. And knowing that, just getting, accepting this relationship with our brains, Yes. That our brain is there and it's trying to help us survive and it's getting threatened by all the vulnerable and powerful and extraordinary things that you're doing. Yep. So if your brain is revolting, it means you're going for it, powerful leader. <laughs> and now you get to notice what your brain is doing. I just want to say, I know you're yeah. in recap, but that is really powerful. And I didn't really think about it in this way or say it that way, but yeah, when you, when you can step out of the, my brain is my thoughts is me. Yes. Not only does it mean that there's nothing wrong with you when you're having these negative thoughts, but you, that can almost be the game where the more frequently I catch myself doing this, the stronger I must be growing as a leader because man, I, I have to be confronting a lot of comfort zones for my brain to be going, yes. nuts, going nuts right now. Yes. Yes. Your, your brain, the voice in your head has gotten louder and more intense. Yeah. That means you have put yourself on the growth path. Yes. You are going for it. A uh, powerful concept. Leadership starts with letting go. Right. I invite all leaders listening to consider, you know, what do you need to let go of in order to take your leadership to the next level? Mm. Uh, yeah. And, and really great advice about just getting it all out on the table. What's the worst case scenario? Don't let these things be running the show in the background unchecked. Check yeah. them out. Put them down on paper or in a document, right? What are the barriers? What's the payoff if, I, if we work our way through them? What's the strategy, right? Then you've got your best ideas and your why right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Great stuff, Joey. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for being on the Courage of a Leader podcast. My gosh. Well, thank you for asking the great questions. We always have such good conversations. I'm, I'm so excited for this thing to be going live. Um, if I can just make one ask. Yes. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you really want to make Amy's day, go leave a review of this podcast. <laughs> I'm serious. As someone with a podcast, it's, it's one of the, it's easily the highlight of my day whenever I see that a new review comes in. And it's, it's such a priceless gift that, that you can give Amy. And I know that uh, I say this because I think that it's very, 
it can be challenging to remember to do this because there are so many great podcasts out there. And if you haven't left a, a review before, you might be thinking that it's complicated. I promise you, it's not that tough. And just a few sentences I know would mean a lot to Amy. Awesome. I appreciate that, Joey. Yeah. And that's how we reach more people. Mm-hmm. Get those reviews, comes listed as a um, most popular podcast. Right. Right. And then more leaders get the tools to demonstrate the courage of a leader. Mm-hmm. And check out Joey's podcast, The Business Growth Advantage. Thanks, Thanks everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the courage of a leader.